yeah, like right there, I'm like walking and already I'm getting emotional because the house is beautiful, right? Then I look up and I just see on the wall, um, uh, the pictures of my daughters. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin, and I am so excited to have my guest on the show this week. But before I get to that, I also want to say thank you to all of you who keep listening, who download the show, who watch it on YouTube. I appreciate it very much. And really, like, I've been having a blast these past couple episodes. I really feel like the show's hitting its stride. I feel like we're getting more of you on board. So really, I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate those of you who like the page, who subscribe to it. Uh, on the podcast feed, who subscribe to this YouTube channel. I appreciate all of you, so thank you very much. Now, this week on the show, we've got an awesome guest. We've got one of WWE's longest tenured roster members, it feels like at this point. I didn't fact check that, but I feel like I feel like I have to be accurate. We got Tamina on the show, and obviously we talked to her uh, about a lot of stuff because she's been involved in the company for a while, but one of the things I really enjoyed talking with her was uh, her, you know, her love of being a mom. I really think that she's got a mama bear mentality and it was cool seeing, seeing it on in, in a bigger form than we see on social media. So I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. Here's my interview. Here's this week's episode with Tamina. I feel like at this point, I feel like anybody can do whatever the hell they want. You don't have to do the typical, hey, this is going to be the way it's supposed to be because we told you you have to do it on this day or this or this. No, do it however you want it. We're slowly, yeah, on whatever day you want. <laughs> we're slowly getting to that, me and my fiance, because we're gonna also like a we're gonna elope as well for her grandparents who aren't gonna be able to make it. So for that one, we were like, let's just get like an Elvis impersonator, like just have fun on a random day of the week. Yeah, Did no, you we're, say Elvis? Yeah. Okay, we haven't even started the interview yet, bro, and like we're already like vibing on this. So come on now, are you serious? Yeah, dude, we're, we we were planning it today. We were looking at all the different options. We found one that has all these different options that you can do there's like freddy krueger austin powers elvis like all these different people and we were like god this is so hard to choose but this seems perfect <laughs> this is awesome dude it's an elvis one you better be posting some good stuff on that because that's like that's the stuff right there you know how that is it's like if, if i have to love elvis because that was like the old school generation you know what i mean like my dad like everybody like everybody was into that Elvis, Bruce Lee, you know, that was our era. You know what I'm saying? Well, so it's like, not every, not a lot of the young kids don't know who Elvis is unless it's us that's teaching it to them, you know, like. My fiance, we live with her mother-in-law because she has dementia and we, the, fish, the interview has started. We'll, we'll, we're just, we're just going here now. It's a podcast, so it's all good. Uh, she, has, right on the head. She, uh, she has dementia and it blows my mind with certain people that she had huge crushes on growing up. When their yeah. when their image comes on the TV still for like when we play her music or a music video, she lights up, knows every word to the songs still. Yeah. Like and Elvis is one of them. When we put Elvis on, she's just like in the happiest mood. She's just sitting there like it's Elvis. This is Elvis. He's the best, <laughs> you know. So Elvis is timeless. I was saying it's kind of cute with those songs of like the old times. Uh, you don't ever know what's going to hit some of them, you know, when they're in that dementia. And it's kind of funny that you say that because I had done uh, something like that for my dad when he was kind of going through those last couple of days, you know, and it was one of those things like where you just play the Elvis song or you, we were playing songs on a ukulele and he was just going word for word for word. So I feel what you're saying with that about your grandma, like you don't ever know with those stories and then or songs like Elvis that hit them and then they can start seeing. And you know, what's crazy about that, that makes them the most happiest ever. So how can you not want to want to feel that and make them that happy with just those songs? Sorry, bro. So I just kind of went off on something else, but it is, it, it's that important, but it's those kind of people that affect you and kind of push you to be like who you are today. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that, a like you're absolutely. saying. Absolutely. Like I think if anyone, I'm trying to realize my phone wasn't on silent. I think that anyone who has, known anyone going through dementia can 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 relate to that because it, it blows my mind like uh Engelbert Humberdink yeah. was someone that she had the biggest crush on just like a random name that is not as relevant oh now oh my gosh she... that's freaking awesome yeah but some of us know that name. so all <laughs> yeah, sometimes like like I'm not even like as most of the artists that she likes I I know like their big songs but with Engelbert Humperdinck I don't well I didn't think I did and so 
the other day. I just literally, I wrote his name in to YouTube, pushed play, and I picked a random song. She like got up and was singing along to it. Like it, it, it blew my mind. I was just like, this is crazy. I've never even heard this song. She still knows every word to it. This is insane. And just the mind is such a, a crazy thing. Like it's when you see someone with dementia, yeah. you realize it even more. Yeah, and this is your grandmother. Uh, my future mother-in-law. Your future mother-in-law. See, that's awesome. It's like, I'm sure she's had like a lot of effect too on your fiance too in that way. You know, like I say, it's like you're going through that dementia. You don't ever know what they're really thinking and feeling at that time. But then if there's a little something that you can give to them, like that song, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. That's something you can, you want your kids to be able to see these kinds of things because it's something about the old folks that, teach the young generation something different absolutely you know? absolutely all right well now yeah. i will start the interview officially even though we've this we're going to include all this because uh <laughs> it, it's good it. uh i want to ask you what i ask everyone else on the show and that's how much of your real true self is there in the character that you play on tv oh my goodness um i i have to say but you know some people are like well no it's just somebody it's like a a character it's my alter ego it's the other person of me but i can't sit there and say that it isn't me because it is me you know, it's that other side of her that's kind of like, I just don't give a F, you know, about anything. This is who Tamina is. She's just going to go out and pile through everything and anything. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. She's going to keep pushing through regardless. But I feel like, okay, and just from the few minutes we've been on here talking that, you know, for so long, you were portrayed as this very serious, badass character uh, and lately you've gotten to be a little more, uh, fl you know, flex the comedic side uh, <laughs> uh, of your abilities. And I, and to me, just as from these few minutes talking to you, I've, it seems to me like you're more like the comedic side of your character of like a, of, of a happy, fun, loving kind of vibe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, there is that side of Tamina where it's like, she's, she's the beast. And she's like, if you have a partner with her and you mess with my partner, you're going to get a whole another side. Like that's just going to be, that's going to be it. I got your back. Like, that's it. I'm going to ride and die. I will break somebody's face for you. That's the Samoan you know? side for that's, sure. That's the, yeah. That's, that's my, that's my Islander side. That's that warrior side. That's that, you know, it's the same thing that like Roman and the Usos, everybody, we've got that Islander killer instinct. And so it's like, you mess with our family or you mess with somebody that we love. We're going to come fighting right back 10 times of what you're going to bring, you know, but then there's that other side of us where we do come from that culture side of that loving, that happy. We love to be happy people. We love to be joking. We love to be making everybody else laugh. You know what I'm saying? So in this sense, yeah, that is that other side of me. I love that story that I'm in right now. You know, I love being Tazawa's wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love doing this 24-7. It's, it's fun. It's great. It just shows a different um, avenue of what we can do all the time. You know, there, you just never know what you can do and what can come out of you as a character. Well, what, were, what words would you use to describe your off-screen personality? You know, just you at home, how would you describe yourself? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm first and foremost. I'm always going to be that mama bear because, you know, my kids come first to me. And that's where, that's where it is. I, the first and foremost, I'm mom number one. As soon as that it's done and done, <laughs> it's like, hey, where were you at? Did you do your homework? Did you do your house practice? You know, you're on there like, what did you eat today? Did you take enough electrolytes? You know, that's what you get for cramping. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the mom in me. And then it's like, it goes back to the, okay, but I love you. Make sure you do this. Make sure, you know, that's me. You know, hey, mom, how you doing? This is my life outside of it all you know it's my family it's it's always been about my family it's been about me also in that sense where it, it was making me make sure that I was being secure for me first you know because I couldn't help anybody else out if I didn't make myself secure first and make sure that I was doing what I had to do and be on that right path you know yep yep totally well how old are you <laughs> oh my gosh okay so my kids are 19 and 18. Oh, okay, so my yeah. youngest one, it just graduated from freaking high school. It's like crazy. You know, we have a luau coming up for her because, you know, kind of how things kind of happen. Pay-per-views come in, you know, work comes in. And um, yeah, we're about to have a, a whole luau for her coming up. And it's, it's, 
Yeah, this is my baby girl. <laughs> my baby girl who's 18. <laughs> Going to college. I'm oh 35 gosh, and I'm yes. still my mom's baby. It's okay. That, that never goes oh, away. Yes. See, see, so then you give me hope that they'll still come home to mama whenever they need to. <laughs> my house is always open. Always. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. So, God, if they're 18 and 19, that means, God, you had, God, that seems hard to raise two kids of that age. <laughs> You know, the whole time, basically the whole time you've been on w in the WWE roster. I mean, that's that's a lot of work. It is. But you know what? Um, I, they're me and their father. We're really, really good friends. And so we make it work. You know, it's never easy, you know, coming from a divorced home, you know, and that's where I came from. You know, then it was like, you know, things happen, you know, relationships happen. You go through things in life, but it was OK because I'll never change any of that, you know, because that's who made me who I am today. And so I never want to take any of that back, you know, and we're really good friends and he's helped out in so many ways of how we, how we manage and how we raise our kids, you know? So my kids have been very supportive and not only that, they've just, that's, that's, that's my heart. You know, that's my true loves right there. This is why I work hard. This is why I keep pushing through, you know? And now it's like that too, where you have other kids that come in and I help take care of them as well. And those are my kids too. You know, it's like nieces and nephews and this is how my life is. You know, I love my family. I'm going to step in and I'm going to do whatever I can to help them out. Yeah. Co-parenting is tough, man. I, I, I honestly wish that like I was coming from divorced parents, you know, you get, you, 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 <laughs> you kind of like yes. you rebel against them a little bit. You're like mad that, you know, that they're divorced. So you kind of, and then now as an adult, I look back and I go, God, that was probably really hard. I wish I had been a little easier on them. <laughs> so then, you know, so then you know what it's like then, you know, it, it isn't an easy thing, you no. know, and then it's like, you start to try to find yourself and then you try to figure out, well, why was it this happened? Was it my fault? Was it there? You know what I mean? Like you try to go through all those things. I didn't want that to happen with my kids. You know, I didn't want them to feel that anything was their fault in any of that way. But so if anything, if I could show something let me not just say it. Let me show it through an example. Let me push through and let me show it by, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and cry over me being divorced. My ass is going to get up and go and find a job and figure out what I can do to help raise my children and myself, you know? So. Hell yeah. No, I, dude, <laughs> I, I'm just listening because I love that kind of thing. My mom was a very, yes. my mom was a very strong female role model in my life. My dad too, obviously he watched the show. So I don't want him to think that I'm putting him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, hey, uh, that's other bomb. Yeah. I listen like dads do what they do. I feel like there's a role for everybody. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, um, you try to do your best. Nobody gave you a pamphlet and was like, here, you be a parent. Here you go. This is how you have to be. And then you have different type of children. You have different type of attitudes and charismas. You know what I mean? So you're not, you're always trying to find the best way to raise your children. And not only that, you're trying to find the best way to uplift your own self. It's not easy, you know, than being a parent and having to do that and take care of your children. You want to be good for them, you know? I always wonder this, you know, with my friends who have kids that are a little bit older, because I feel like it tells me a little bit about the person. Are you the kind of parent who lets their kids pick the music when you guys are driving together? Or is it only your music that gets picked? <laughs> no, I'll be like, now it's kind of funny because with my girls, it's like they're, they are the mini me's, but in their own kind of way, if this makes any sense. So me, I'd be like, you guys pick the song. You guys pick it. You guys pick what you want to listen to. But then sometimes if the mommy feels like listening to some island reggae, we're going to listen to some island reggae. <laughs> so, yes. Is that, I let them have a choice. Is, is that what your, it is. Is and that I your felt, number one go-to, island reggae? That's your number one go-to? Absolutely. Island jams is always. This is why I'm telling you, bro. Like I'm feeling it today. I got my island shirts on today. I got the island in there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, I always appreciated oh my that my mom let me pick the music because I felt like she did it yeah. subconsciously because she wanted to stay current, too. Like, she didn't want to be stuck in the past only with yeah. her music. And I feel like that's how I'll be with kids, too. Like, if I have kids, I'll want to, like, make sure they help me stay current in some fashion. You will. But you know what's funny about this? And I have to bring this in a little bit because it does kind of tie into it. But it's like that with the girls, the new kids that come into the locker room. I say the new kids. I said new kids. The new girls that come into the locker room. And then it's like um, 
the, the kind of vibe that we all have, you know what I'm saying? But then it's like that where someone will bring in a little new something that maybe, you know, mama bear Tamina don't know about, but then this is what I love about it. You know, this is why I feel like I do love being that mama bear in the locker room too, you know, cause I have all these young, beautiful women who are just like, let me show you what's up. Let me show you this song. Let me show you how this is done. You get a hip girl so like Liv Morgan in the locker room. So oh my gosh. Yeah. And you know, what's funny that you said that too. That's my baby right there. That's the baby of the locker room. She, when she came in, she was, she was like the youngest one in the locker room. Like by far the youngest one. <laughs> it's been nice though, seeing how happy everyone is over her winning the SmackDown women's title. Bro, like, uh, you know, when you just want it for somebody so, so much, right? Like you get like from... Yeah, there's things that you want for yourself, but man, but when you want something for somebody else so, so bad, that's, that was her. And she got it. And it was like everybody felt it because you see that hard work day in and day out, week after week, you know, house show after house show, pay-per-view after pay-per-view. I see all the girls work hard. I see all the girls push through. You know, not everybody gets to see what they go through in life and not everybody gets to see what happens on the other side of things. You know, but this is why we are all so close in the sense that we all try to sit there and uplift each other. And that's the only way you can do that because of everything that you go through. Liv has been through that. Liv has done something that a lot of people dream about of, holy crap, I wish I could get to that level. I wish I could work hard. Well, you guess what you can because she just proved that. You know, she just did that. And like you have, I get a little, just a little bit emotional. <laughs> Um, because you have that love for people in that sense and you want them to succeed and you want them to have that. So when she finally got it and she wanted, yeah, I felt that for her. Yeah, I was happy. You, everybody was happy. She deserved it. And she freaking got it. <laughs> you gave me like such goosebumps right there. I'm like, oh, I feel so happy for her. You made me so like, when you start... <laughs> Because you're right. I mean, it, it, from a fan perspective, too, you look at it and you just go like, man, I just I really wanted it to happen for that person. I've cheered for that person for so long, you know, like I you just wanted yeah. it to happen. And so, yeah, I, I completely yeah. agree. Yeah, it's been it's been nice. It's been nice to see all the love for her. Yeah, it definitely has. Even I got a little bit teary-eyed, even though all, I bet all the girls are probably like, oh gosh, typical Tamina getting emotional. Say, this is the mama bear in you that you were talking about <laughs> earlier for sure. They're probably all like, yeah, when they do this, they're gonna be like, oh gosh, Tamina. Yeah. See, this is what I meant in the beginning, you know? Like I was saying, like, you're like, usually this tough, strong, badass on TV. I got you crying in like five minutes, you know? So. I, I am the big bad to <laughs> Well, before we before we get into more of your badass topics, I'll get into one more that might get you emotional, and then I'll stop trying to make you get get emotional. Yeah, you're good, bro. I don't ever get to talk to you very often, so when I do, it's nice to be able to see you and be able to talk to you. So thank I, you for having me. Today. I appreciate that, and vice versa. I'm very glad to finally have you on the show, very much so. But I can't help but you know notice you know you're in this nice house. Is this the house that The Rock bought? <laughs> So tell me a little about this. So The Rock posted this video. I, I was like, well, she's already emotional now. I might as well just get into it while I'm we're like here. I'm looking for tissue now. I'm like, I don't have tissue in my office. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. As you're like, but yeah. Well, tell so, me a little about it. While the video's playing, you know, uh, yeah, Rock recently right posted there, this video. Like, I, yeah, like right there, I'm like walking and already I'm getting emotional because the house is beautiful, right? Then I look up and I just see on the wall um uh, the pictures of my daughters no, yeah, all good uh yeah uh and so if, um if anybody could know like my kids like i, I think i've told it to you before those are my true loves. Those are the ones like, you know, when you're tired and you're having to get up and you're having to lose the weight and you're having to work out triple the times just to make sure that you're in that tip top shape or you're in where you need to be to be that superstar. You're tired, you know, you're getting up at 5 a.m. just to get on the cardio machine for 45 minutes and you go back to sleep for a little bit and you have to get back up again at 12. Then you have to do it again at 6 p.m. You know, this is the schedule of how we work. 
and it's worse for maybe some others too, but I'm just trying to say that it's hard. Sometimes you want to quit. Sometimes you want to stop. Sometimes you don't want to get up at 5 a.m. every morning just to get on that cardio machine. But the one great thing that I had a master trainer at the time who was telling me is that all you have to sit there and think is what's going to push you and what's going to make you want to get up and what's going to make you want to keep working hard to be able to do that. Every freaking time, bro, and I'm not kidding you, every freaking time I just wanted to stop. I still had five sets to go or I still had five more reps to hit. I was exhausted. I was tired. But then all you think about is my kid. And I'm not kidding, bro. I would just kick in and I would just go. So if you can't sit there and think of what's going to push you and what's going to give you that fire to push through. And no matter what, ain't nobody can tell you can stop. No one can tell you can't do anything because that was how much love I had for my kids and for myself. No, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do it because they depend on me. That's why, that's why I broke down that way that I did because I was grateful and I was happy. This was a place of love. You know, it was like Alofaanga La Loma is what I call this house is because it's a house of love. And that was why seeing my kids on the wall. Hell yeah. I, this is why I do what I do. I do it for my family. I do it for the love of entertainment. I love what I do. If I didn't, I wouldn't be doing it. What? Okay, wait, I'm wondering. What proceeded right before that? Did you know? What did you think you were walking? Did you was it a fully su a surprise up in the point? Did you know that it was your house you were going to? Like what preceded where the video started? Yeah, so that's what it was. I mean, I was standing outside on the driveway and he wouldn't let me come in. He said to wait, and I said, Okay. And so then as soon as it was my auntie drove me up to the house and then I came out the driveway and he walks out and that's how this happened. He says, okay, come on in. And he covered my eyes and that's where you see it exactly like that. <laughs> so did you have any idea any, something like this was happening? Not this sense of like the way that he was setting this all up. No, I did not know that he was going to do it like this. There was no freaking way that this was going to happen like this. You know what I mean? I'd be like, hey, yeah, here you go. Here's your house. Hell yeah, I'd go in, do that whole get the Chinese who sit on the floor. You know what I mean? Sleep on the on the sleeping bag. I'm down with that too. I would have just been happy in an empty house. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got it. Don't worry. I'll bring my, you know, I'll go get my furniture. I'll slowly move into place. <laughs> you know, because not everybody does where it's like, hey, yeah, you go here, you go there. Well, that was my thing is I, I that was me. I was hopping from place to place to place all the time. You know, everything that I have, it goes to my kids. Everything that, um, I mean, you work hard for, you work hard for your kids, your family, you know, you want to get them, you'll say, hey, yeah, let me go and buy this Louis Vuitton purse. Man, you got $2,000 of kids freaking sports to pay ahead no go and get that you know what I'm saying? like no they got bills to pay <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh and girls ain't uh ain't cheap either so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can imagine i i can i, I think kids aren't oh, cheap in God. general i don't think i i could yeah. i think about it i'm like i can't believe my parents so much like asking for money growing up it was like i've I took that for granted. I yeah. wish I could just go to my yeah. parents and ask for money yeah. still. <laughs> yeah, now I got my boys too. It's uh, my sister's boys, but it's like, this is my thing. It's like, they're my boys too. And so it's like, now I've got the boys and you've got sports and you've got football and you've got all these different things that are going on. And it's like, yeah, don't worry. We got this. <laughs> all right, well, we'll move on from the stuff. If you want to get a tissue, I understand, but I was going to move on from the, the more. Let's do it, bro. We're good. Uh, okay. We're getting out. Too much of is going on. So, yeah, but on that note, though, bro, for real, like, he has done something because that's just his heart. You know, Dwayne's always been that way. And ever since we've been young, this is all I've ever known him to be. He's always been that loving, giving person. And not a lot of people get to see that side of him. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody ever gets to sit there and say, but this man has done above and beyond for me more than I can even imagine, you know, for, for anybody to even imagine what he's done for me. And so, like, for me, that's my brother. You know, that's my... God, that's my bro. 
Like, I love that man. He's I. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, he seems like the coolest. Like, he seems just like the most charitable, like, and just like the most family-focused person that, that you'd want to have in your family. Just so nice and, and, and someone who gives back to their family on a constant basis. It's a... It's something that you wish that like I wish I could be like that with my family, you know. So it's cool that he yeah, that he like, takes the, that he, that he takes his success and gives back to those that that matter to him. Yeah, he loves. I mean, he loves it. You know what I mean? He never does worry. I mean, he loves wrestling. It's like one of those things. Like he loves family. He loves working hard. He's one of the hardest workers in the freaking room. Like and you, you hear him say it. You hear everybody say it all the time. It's the truth. He works his butt off, you know, but he loves what he does. Loves to entertain. I uh, I really want to see the Black Adam movie when it comes out. May, not not just because oh, I like superhero I, movies, but but like uh, yeah. from like a wrestling standpoint, from a movie standpoint, and just from someone who likes seeing people accomplish their dreams. Like he's been talking about trying to make this movie happen for so long now that I'm just like, yep. even someone of his level. He was talking about it before he was at that level. So it's for me as like yeah. a longtime fan of him, I'm like, I can't wait to see that just because I know he's he poured everything into finally making it happen. Yeah. And you know it's not that easy either, especially in Hollywood. You can't just sit there and be like, hey, I want to make this and I want to do this, and then it just comes right away. It doesn't work like that time and time and time. And now it's like, again, though, timing's everything. So now's the time. He literally had to make like 10 blockbuster movies to finally get like the one <laughs> that he wanted you know a lot of times you get a lot of people in hollywood get like they do one blockbuster movie and then all of a sudden they're like well what's the one movie that you want to do like he had to do like 10 before he got that so that's that's, that's partly why i'm so excited to see it because i go like man he really worked for that like that's his passion project and i have faith it's gonna it's gonna rule i'm excited Heck yeah. <laughs> All right, so for you, what's your earliest memory growing up around the wrestling business? Oh my gosh, bro. Um, I actually was, I mean, there's a wow, there's a lot. Sorry, excuse me. <coughs> that laughing cough and then that crying cough, it's like all together. Just getting it all out, you Sorry, know. Excuse me. Yeah, I know. I'm like, let me clear myself for a second. <laughs> but like, um, oh man, there is, I mean, like were you backstage There's a at shows? Lot. You know, yeah, yeah. Like this is what I'm trying to like. Like I can't even remember us being in Hawaii. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can remember us being in North Carolina. I can remember us being in New York. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like this is like so many different times of of what I can remember. But from the earliest, earliest was us running around and I can't even remember where it was exactly. And I, I my mom probably wouldn't even remember. But the last time. The first time, I'm sorry, the first time I ever remember doing anything was us running around in the back before the show started. And if you remember, I mean, you know, it's old school, straight old school. I mean, you know, it's the arenas are old, you know, everything's like big, like we're all running around the stadium up and down the stairs while the wrestlers are in the ring going over their stuff. You know, these are the old timers. But then you still had old timers showing up late to the show, you know what I'm saying? Like, these are things that you kind of remember like hearing your dad and, and, and them talk about, you know? What I loved about it was the fact that we could do that and run up and down the stadium before all the shows started. That was one of my favorite times, or running and going inside the ring and playing inside the ring before the show starts. Then it's funny to, to be able to see some of the young babies now doing that, you know? And people would come and bring their kids to the shows. And I'd be laughing because I'm like, hey, we used to do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, we used to do the exact same thing. Like, you even have somebody like Becky's baby, you know, Ronda, but you know, if everybody's babies are in there, Lacey, but you've got everybody in there now. And it's it's so cute. Now I feel like Auntie Tamina being like, yeah, guys, come on, let's play in the ring. You know? <laughs> because that's how I felt. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, that's how they were to us. You know? Are there any wrestlers from back in the day that you were kind of close with as a kid that you remember kind of taking a liking to that was super friendly to you like that? I mean, super, super friendly. I mean, of course, you have all our families, you know, like yeah. that, like Uncle Rocky. And this is who you remember, you know. I mean, you go back to like like this, for instance. I had a birthday. We're at the airport. Everybody's flying out. We're on the road. But for some reason, me and my brothers and sisters were traveling with my parents at that time. And we were actually going to show to show to show to different islands. And at this time, they had taken us 
to, you know, with them. We're at the airport, but it's my birthday for crying out loud. Well, all of a sudden, you know, you've got all the wrestlers over here with my dad. You know, you've got, I mean, there were so many different ones bro, at the time. I can't, I'd have to go back and like, actually, like, mom, who exactly was there at the time? Because, I mean, you had everybody. Can you, I can even remember like, like Shawn Michaels, Sherry Martel. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you had different people. Paul Orndorff, it was like that. You know, it was back then. And this was in the 80s. And it was just crazy to me because then all of them sat there and said, okay, hey, we're going to make a toast. This was to Serona for her birthday. You know what I'm saying? This is like my seventh birthday or something like that. And so it was just like everybody put up shots and they gave me a glass of orange juice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, here's your glass of orange juice. And all of them, you know, the whole bar in the airport, you know, and that was the time, you know, everybody's still, you can walk right through and everybody could be at the airport. You remember? So it's just like, it, it was jam packed, but the whole bar and all the wrestlers and everybody, did a shot to me for my birthday. So now it's like one of those things like, hey, anybody who has a birthday in our locker room, hell yeah, we're going to celebrate it with a shot every time. So that's what we do. <laughs> on my Twitch channel, on my Twitch channel, we just started, I just, I, I mainly been watching wrestling from like the 50s, 60s, 70s, and like maybe early 80s, depending on what it is. But I've been trying to go like far back and watch all the stuff of like people we've heard about, but I haven't like watched maybe more than a second of them wrestling. And one of the things I've been putting on that just because there's full episodes of it is uh, NWA Hawaii in the early 80s where Leah oh is the producer God. of it. And it's so, and yes. it's funny that you say that because the airport is one of the yes. main places they do interviews. And we were just, we did one just this week yes. and we were like, that's so weird that they're doing interviews just here at a random place <laughs> in the airport with planes behind them and stuff. So that's funny that I actually have a frame of reference. <laughs> yeah, see, so then you get it and you feel it because that's really how it was. And then you like, you go back and you think about them like, gosh, what? You know, we're like fogs, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're over there behind me, I got this damn airplane behind me to do an interview. Like, how does this happen? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, like the, it's all noisy and crap that's bro. what it was that's why we said it's like, it hey and i'll sit there and i'll make sure that i take you to the ring and bust your face you know what i mean like, that's fully oh, what it was bro. that's fully i can't what really I'm... hear what you're trying to say but it's fine i feel the passion through whatever i'm seeing through that because you're like hold on going and then you can't really rocky johnson is cutting a promo in one of the ones we were watching yesterday <laughs> yeah. he's cutting a promo and you can oh, tell Rocky. he's taking these like, long pauses because there's loud noises. So he's like, I'm going to do this thing. And then he like waits a minute or two and like lets the noise pass by. And then he like says where they're going to be and then waits a minute and lets it pass by. And he's fully doing that because of the airplane noise in the background. It's hilarious. Oh my gosh, he's cracking me up. My uncle was like the best, man. He had the best stories. He had the best everything. Like, you, like I could just crack up just even that. And even him cutting a promo egg. Yeah, man. Like, it's like, I know it, right? But I'm just like, I just want to laugh. You know what I'm saying? Because I just know him. And he, just, he was so good at it, though. <laughs> so good at it. Did so you? Good. Like you said, I'm going to pause on this because there's a big thing coming right now. It's great. I'm, I'm going to send it. I'll try and find it and send it to you. It's part of like a longer full episode, oh but, my it, gosh. but it's so funny. Cause I was cracking up. Cause he's definitely, you could tell he's like pretty sure there's a small plane coming by. I'm going to hold a second here. It's great. I'll, <laughs> I'll send it to you. It's hilarious. Well, like, you know, since you were around <laughs> the business, the since you were around the business, like so much, you know, and, and you clearly had a love for it back then, you know, your whole yeah. life. Did you always want to be a wrestler? Yeah. Yeah, so bro, I have to go back on this because you know, like you're kind of going back. Hey, I'm glad my mom let me listen to the music. Hey, I'm glad. So you kind of know, like, hey, he's gonna be like in you and in you and in you. You can only push so much to be like, hey, I want you to be a wrestler. Hey, I want you. No, it was like kind of the opposite. He didn't want us to wrestle. He didn't. You know, he wanted us to be something to go to college, do this. Uh. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. As I'm getting choked up talking about it, you wanted to do. He wanted to make us do something different because he didn't want us to have to work as hard as he was doing, where it was like the bumping and the grinding it out. And he didn't know 20, 30 years later, it was going to be this. You know what I'm saying? He didn't know that it was going to change and evolve to what we have today. And the way that he thought in his mind was no way, not my daughter is not going to wrestle. There's no freaking way you're going to go to college. You're going to do what, what I want you to do because I don't want you to do this. But when I told him that I wanted to do it finally, and I made that decision to do it, then he was 110% behind me. He knew that I could do it. He, he knew that he gave me that confidence. He knew I could, I could handle it. I was his tomboy, you know, he knew I could, 
I could be one of the boys. And that's a big deal. You want to one of the boys, then you gotta you gotta live up to being that. You know, being one of the boys, you gotta take pride in that. You know, you gotta take responsibility in how you act and how you portray yourself. I feel like that's a yeah. lot of pressure. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of pressure for everyone in your guys' family. Yeah, it, it, it's not easy, you know, because then there's a lot of people who've done a lot of different things and a lot of family members who do do that. But you yourself, you know, you got to come in and you got to change that. You got to change the perspective of like, hey, this is the stereotypical way of how we are as the whatever you call it, our family, you know, or whatever you say. As individuals, you got to change that. You know, and then you you try to make it better for the next generation coming in. You know, yep. so I don't know who's gonna come after me. I don't know who's gonna be the next ones, but whoever it is, they sure is. They're gonna bring it, and they're gonna bring it in a different way. You know, yeah, all our family. You know, my uncles, a lot of my cousins. You know, everybody that's wrestled and it trickles down. Everybody's done such an amazing job doing the best that they could do with the best that they had. It's different, you know, when it comes being a woman doing it. They were all men, you know. Coming in as a woman, you have a little bit more of a harder time, you know. You have to change and you have to look and you have to be a certain way. Well, that's not me. I'm not your petite thing. So, you know, I'm going to make sure that you're going to know who I am. I'm going to make sure that you know who Serona is and who Tamina is and who both of them are together, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. So. No, that definitely makes sense to me. And also, I feel like you really, like, you had to, you know, you had to step up to the plate really quickly. Like, you, because you weren't in FCW for very long, right? Like, you were not, you were only there for like no, a short yeah, amount of time, it was right? Not, yeah, it was not. And, you know, when I went to Uncle Afa for that, the, you know, the year before that, and, you know, it was, it was that. It was training. It was trying to learn the ropes. It was, you know, and I had a lot of really good, great people that, showed me so many great things at Uncle Alpha School and he did it too, you know. But then when you you go to FCW, I, I got into FCW in February. Literally, literally a couple months later in May, me and the Usos debut. You know, that would have never happened if I never had the Usos there. It would have never happened if I didn't come in at that time and moment when they were both there at the exact same time. So it was a good thing that I never went in earlier or later because I was supposed to come in at that time with the Uso. And it just clicked because we did. We all clicked together and it worked. And all of a sudden, I just remember Johnny coming up to us at FCW and we were on our way. Was it nerve-wracking, though, getting called up so soon since you had, you know, you'd only had a little bit of experience at the time? Yeah, bro, because, I mean, you know, you got, like, you had, like, Naomi, you had AJ Lee, you had, I mean, we had a ton of great amazing talented girls there i mean really you know there was a lot and when they when they did give that to me at first i i you kind of have that mentality you know i'm a little bit more mature than most of the girls you know but at the same time, i was a mom i was this but in my mind bro it was like i don't know how to do crap you know yeah i grew up in it yeah i played you know we wrestled my brother my dad like you learn different things but there is nothing that anybody can prepare you for 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 coming into this industry, if that makes any sense. There's nothing that anybody can prepare for unless you go up onto the road and you experience it yourself. My dad could tell me everything, my uncles, my cousins, anybody could tell me how it is, but I have to experience it for myself. And it's totally different. You have a different type of respect for it and you have a different type of respect for your family who's done it and came before you. Because man, that's some hard stuff to go through, but it's worth it. If this is what you love and this is what you want to do, it's worth it to stay and to fight for it and to keep pushing through. Well, and you've done such a good job of building your own legacy outside of your family. I mean, you've been there a long time. You've been doing your own thing. I think that, you know, you've done a good job of doing that in a a difficult situation. I think it's difficult for any second generation person in any line of field. If your dad's a doctor and you take over his practice, it's not easy, you know, (laughs) you know, like it's, it's, it's to anyone who does anything like that. So I think you've done a great, I think you've done a great job. I'm sure you would have liked me to be a doctor. I'm sure, but yeah, that's, you know what? I got a coconut head. So I think it was a little bit better to do what I'm doing now. (laughs) It's also cool to me to look back, you know, 12 years ago, because 
crazy it's been like 12 years but like it's crazy how you know your first match on the main roster is against natalia and then years later you guys win the tag team yeah. titles together and i just i love the whole you know full circle of that yeah that i think that's why we got so emotional a lot of people were like why are they always so emotional when they get the title but really i was like fools you don't have no idea why i got yeah this is why i got emotional i mean come on now i don't freaking how many i, I finally get my title <laughs> but then at the same time it couldn't have been with a better you know i mean i had so many so many great tag partners i i really have and from each one's like i learned from each and every one i really do and but for how this worked with natalia it just worked i mean you know we're like both generational wrestlers like it's not easy you know we're and, and we're women you know what i'm saying like it's it's so crazy and we talked about that with charlotte with with even step you know what i'm saying like in that whole sense we're all generational wrestlers and and it's not easy being that because we have to live to we gotta live up to some pretty big shoes in our families and our fathers and we want to make something for ourselves but we also want and we love our legacy we love our bloodlines we love that but we're gonna we're gonna step forward and we're gonna try to do something that's that's about us. We wanna build that as well. We've got our kids, we've got our, you know, our legacy behind us coming. So we've gotta build something for them now the same way that they did for us. That's why I love so much. <laughs> no, no, no. I was gonna say that's why I loved so much because I was at that WrestleMania and when the yeah. crowd started chanting, This was this is awesome in the match, I was like this is so cool. Like they, this is fully like, like, cause I mean, I, I love Italian. She's always been so nice to me. I'm a fan of yours. Like, but yeah. it was cool to see for, just for both of you, knowing yeah. how much it meant to the two of you when the crowd started doing yeah. that. I was like, this is awesome. Like this, this is great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. You know, and then you know how that feels, bro. It's like, that's one of your main, main things. If you can get that crowd to just like capture and just to like feel what you're trying to feel at that time and moment, because we all were feeling it. All four of us were feeling it in that, you know, and it's like, I just hope everybody else could feel what we were feeling at that time. And it, and it came off. Yeah, they did. I was so, in the crowd. I felt it. I felt it. I was there and I felt it. So I can confirm at least one person in the crowd felt it. <laughs> yeah, yes. If I get that, that's good enough too. Shoot. <laughs> Well, you said the word, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask it. Uh, you said the bloodline just a second ago. Uh, why haven't you joined the bloodline yet? Is that something that you would like to do? Uh, yes, I think anybody would love to join that bloodline. I mean, that's it right there. You know, I mean, you see it. That's power. That's our culture. That's what they're about. You know, yeah, I would love to join the bloodline, but sometimes there's some things that. You just got to wait on the timing. Remember, bro, we, go, we talk about that that timing, you know? Same with the Black Adam. It's all about timing, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. Just never know, because sometimes you get surprised out of nowhere. So <laughs> you know how it is with us and WWE. They always keeping you on your feet. <laughs> well, I'll keep holding out hope then, because I, I, I'm definitely <laughs> of the fan base who wants to see it. One more question, and then I'll get into my final yeah. segment here. This one's strictly for me here, uh, but I, I've, it's something that I've always, I, I shouldn't say always, since it happened, I've, I've wondered this. What was up with that mental institution vignette that you shared a few years ago? Because I remember when you did it, I remember thinking it was so cool, and then it never, never came of it. Was just you kind of like pitching your own thing, hoping to make something of it? Yeah, so I have to keep telling this story because it was such a big thing, and I wanted it to happen so so bad bro um but this was was you know i had had that pay-per-view match with bailey and i lost and so like nobody had heard from me or you know it had been a couple weeks and i was just like i'm so mad and i'm so frustrated because i still wanted to be i wanted to beat her ass like i was like i want to get after bailey like for real so in this segment i had put this together and in my mind the way that i thought was if tamino like she straight lost her mind, you know, like I finally snapped because that's the way that I felt. I was about to snap, bro. You really literally get in these modes where you actually want to snap and you just want to break something and you just want to, cause you get so frustrated that you can't have this title match again. Are you serious? What you mean? I can't have a title match again. Why? Cause I lost, you know what I'm saying? Like, no. So in your mind, you're like, hell the F no, I'm, 
I'm about to go crazy. And that's what it was. It was a snap of years and years and years. You still keep going. You still can't get a damn title. That's what that was. That's what that mind shift is. It's like a, everybody goes through here. You know, damn what everybody does. I, was, I want to break stuff all the time just in my own life. So I totally understand what I'm mad about. <laughs> yeah. Break yeah, something. So that's what it was. Why? She's like, oh no, I'm about to go crazy. <laughs> I'm about to just rip my damn hair off. You know what I mean? Like, and then knowing me and my ADDness, so I'm like, oh wait, butterfly. Oh my gosh. Oh wait, let me get back to this again. I told you that I was mad. <laughs> <You know? laughs> then it's like, again, oh my gosh, let me read a book. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Well, it's funny. I That's like that you can crazy. snap into it still, even though you didn't get to explore that. I like how quickly you can turn that on. So I would love to see them explore that one Well, day. this is the great thing about it, brothers. You just, again, this is the great thing about WWE. You just never know. Things come back around. So... That's why I scheduled this. Yeah, I, I had both of those topics in my uh, Tamina fantasy booking section of my notes. So yes. <laughs> I'm so glad you like that. I loved it too. It's like, yeah. Let's just let's just put it out there in the universe. Let's bring that back. <laughs> out. It's officially out. Everyone bring it up again. Thank you, brother. See that? I love that. See? You got me. You got me on that. All right. Well, we've reached the end here, but I like to end every episode of the show with a segment that I call the finishing move. Obviously, you got the top rope splash. Who's your favorite person to hit the splash on and why? Oh, man. Um, does it have to be present or can I talk a little bit of the past? Please? Anytime, any period, whoever. Oh, my goodness. Well, I have to say at that WrestleMania, when I did the splash on Naya, you know, when I had to do the splash, on <laughs> she is one of she was she was one of my favorites to do the splash on. I have to say Natalia next because Natalia's had the most splashes on her. I feel like than anybody. <laughs> so yeah, I would have to say those. <laughs> but yeah, I did. I loved. I loved doing the splash on Nia because I knew I could just. I could just hit it. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about nothing. I could just hit it. I could be good. I had to go. She had me. Say with that. A lot of all the girls are like that. Everybody's awesome and good, but it's just you know when you just get that little bit of oh, it's great. <laughs> like, Sis had me. Sis had me. That's all I have to say. <laughs> so does Natty. Natty was awesome too. Like, but for real, the re like Natty for sure too though, because she's had the most. I feel like like I splashed her probably the most. Is there a time you hit the top rope splash on someone that you wish you could take back for any reason? Oh. No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I, get, I get that a lot. They're like, no, why would I want to take back a finishing move that I won with? That'd be stupid. <laughs> and, and, I mean, no, no, not at all. <laughs> and lastly, what's the most no, memorable no. time that you hit it on someone? Oh, man. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I have to go back. One of the, It was my debut, bro. It was my debut because, but it was the second time that I smashed Natalia. Because they had, I had to run back and do it to her the second time. Okay, I love it. I love it. Yeah, so that was that was a little bit of a surprise too. So that was kind of one of those things. We, me and the Usos came out. We did our splashes. That was my. I have to say that's one of my most favorite because it was it was our debut. It, it has to be. It has to be. You know. And then when I had to run back down again and do it to her again, <laughs> that was my second. So yeah. Well. Look, I had such a blast chatting with you. I'm so glad we finally got to do this. This was so much fun. It was great picking your brain. I'm sorry I made you cry a couple times. That wasn't intentional, but uh, it was really... You are not sorry. <laughs> guilty. You are guilty. not sorry. That was part of your goal. You're like, I'm going to try to get her emotional now. It worked. You did it, bro. You the champ. <laughs> I thought maybe with The Rock, but I didn't think I was going to get two. That was just a lucky jackpot on my part, you know? <laughs> really, thank you so much. I appreciate it. This was super fun. Thank you, brother, so much. Love you, bro. Thank Love you. you. Have so a good much. one. Peace. <laughs> Bye. All right. That was my conversation with Tamina. Super fun conversation. Did not mean to make her cry so much, I promise, even though I 
said I, I kind of did. I didn't. It wasn't intentional. But nonetheless, I really hope that you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did because it was super, super fun. Let's get the housekeeping out of the way before you leave. Don't turn it off. Don't go away yet. If you're watching on YouTube, pick up your phone. It's right next to you. I know it. It's 2022. I know your phone is next to you. Pick up the phone and go subscribe to the Out of Character podcast feed because... If you like the show, if you've gotten this far, you're going to get more on the podcast feed. We got Raw and SmackDown roundups in the podcast feed every week now. They go out Monday night and Friday night, me giving my quick thoughts on Raw and SmackDown. So if you want to hear more of my thoughts on the world of pro wrestling, go subscribe to the Out of Character podcast feed. And while you're there, leave a review, leave a review. Eh, leave a review, leave a rating. I was going to say review twice. Leave both of those things. Leave two reviews if you want. It's okay. Leave a review, leave a rating. It really helps people discover this show. It shows others when they go stumble on this show that you liked it, that people think it's a quality show. So please, if you can, leave a rating or a review. It makes me very happy. Don't leave bad one, though. That would be super, super rude of you. If you're listening to the podcast, also go check out the YouTube channel. That's where you can find the full video version of this show every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Clips from the show go out on the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. We got clips from Raw, clips from SmackDown, bunch of stuff. We make YouTube shorts. It's a great quality YouTube channel. So go subscribe there. I would really appreciate it. You can follow WWE on Fox on social media as well to keep up with everything we're doing at WWE on Fox on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere. Go follow WWE on Fox. You can follow me at Ryan Satin wherever as well. I'm also on Twitch at Ryan Satin Streams. Like I said, watching some old vintage wrestling. Okay, that's it. I'm done. I promise. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin and this is out of character. Download the all-new Fox Sports app now.